Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to the Rotobomb Podcast. Pete Davidson here, as always. It's Tuesday morning, so this is going to be mostly a waiver wire program. But uh, at the top here, uh, I want to handle a couple things, some of them sort of cool and fun. Um, you may have noticed uh, the odd, lengthy intro. Um, that's just a shout out to my boy Jimmy Hackett. Um, I think most of you guys and gals know Jimmy, um, my radio partner um, and friend going back a good 20 plus years at this point. Um, and for those of you who uh, aren't old, like myself and Jim, um, that was the Grogan's, excuse me, Hogan's Heroes theme song, the show back in like the 60s. Um, not a really good show either, to be honest. Um, but it was the basis of uh, Jimmy's nickname uh, for his fantasy team in the Tuna League, a league that I started up back in 1997. Uh, Hackett, being a Patriot fan of some duration, uh, went with the name Grogan's Heroes. Uh, so he's meshing Hogan's Heroes and Steve Grogan and creating a Patriot nickname. One of the better names in the league, actually. Um, so while it took Jimmy 23 years to win a title, he did probably have the best team name slash logo uh, for a while. So give him some, some back-end credit on that. Um, so, you know, just really just want to give a shout-out to a good guy who really paid his dues. Um, Hacksaw had some, had some near misses along the way. Um, I think, I could be wrong, I think that was his second final. He, he lost the first one he was in. I could be wrong on that. Um, but uh, it's nice, and I think, you know, it's a, it's a good story for anybody out there. You're going into a championship, you know, if you're listening to this podcast right now, good chance you're playing a weird Week 17 championship game. So, uh, you know, this is... Uh, you know, a good positive story, somebody who paid their dues and, and, and finally got the championship. So uh, con- congratulations, Hacksaw, man. You earned it. Um, and next year, uh, as our buddy Jack said, you are the hunted. So get ready for that. Um, additionally, before we get into the waiver wire stuff, and it's there really is not a whole lot to get into, but we're going to cover it. I mean, I there's a chance that none of you guys... Um, are, are playing in week 17s, and God, that would be amazing. I don't mind doing this for absolutely nothing if that's the case, because week 17, week 17, you know, aside from DFS, is an abomination. I mean, no championship game should be played this week. I've been saying it till uh, you know, till I've been blue in the face for years and years. So I'm not going to do a deep dive into why we shouldn't be playing week 16 for championship finals. You know, it's it's evident. Um, I think everybody knows why you shouldn't do it. Um, but you know, I think new commissioners. Um, commissioners who aren't real quick on the uptake, uh, commissioners who, I don't know, are just dead wrong, you know, whatever the reason is, um, you know, week 16 goes bad for too many players. I mean, this year doesn't look like it's going to be exceptionally epic, uh, and we've been dealing with craziness all year, um, but, you know, I think Kansas City may pull most of their guys. I don't know if Mahomes is going to play this week, and if he does play, certainly isn't playing the whole game. Um, and there's going to be a lot of that. And and as I say in the article, which isn't up yet, it'll be up at some point today. Um, and, and, you know, this is actually something I've been saying the last couple of weeks. But the way this season is going between the COVID and, you know, this week, you know, we're going to have to wait for some things to seep out. Um, a lot of coaches will tip their hand in terms of sitting players. So um, while tonight is the night you go after the obvious guys on the wire, um, 
you know, I think, especially in leagues with first come, first serve, which I think are most at this point, once the initial waiver run is passed, um, you know, again, it's a keep your head in a swivel week. Things are going to break late in the week, um, and we'll find out certain things about teams that make their players, you know, more valuable or less. Um, and this is a week where you're going to have to maybe do some really tough things, like, you know, literally, like, you know, cutting players. You know, like if Tyreek Hill is on your team and you find out they're not going to play Tyreek this week with, you know, uh, the hamstring and, and having them clinched and all that, you know, Tyreek Hill is a cut, you know, in a seasonal league, he'd be a cut, right? Um, so, you know, you, you sort of need to get your head around that type of thinking this week. That might be one of the key things. Um, so before we get into the players, a couple other things. First of all, um, the donations have been slow this year, as I mentioned, but they picked up a lot last week. I want to thank Everybody who donated, no matter how much you donated, uh, but particularly the folks who sent in, I, I got a you know three pretty large donations, um, and obviously when you get that, it means they won something, and that's exciting. I you know, um, and really for I, I've heard from a handful of people ta- talking to me about their championships. I got a long, uh, I got a long message from from Eamon at Wei yesterday. Uh, he just dominated his his bowl game for the I guess second year in a row, and he's a Rotobon guy. I it it. it I mean, look, I can't spend all my time <laughs> reading uh, that kind of stuff, but really, uh, for those of you who did knockout championships, let me know about it. I do like hearing the stories. Um, and it's also nice um, sometimes from an analysis point of view, like, okay, you know, what is it about this? I, I, I'm going to talk to Eamon about at some point. What is it about the rankings you like? What else can I do? That kind of stuff. Um, and, um, you know, please... <laughs> we're not done yet. We still definitely, you know, for this site to continue long term, um, we do need more revenue. We're not getting enough. The donations, quite frankly, aren't really paying the bills. Uh, but they st- obviously the fact that we need more every little bit does count. So for those who are in a position to donate, if we helped you out this year, uh, it really would be appreciated. Um, uh, it's it's what keeps this site going. Um, now. Just a couple points before we get into these players. A couple things I want to talk about. Um, this offseason is going to be a lot different than last offseason. I'm, I'm going to go out of my way not to get injured and not to need any surgeries. I'm going to go out of my way, hopefully, not to get COVID. Hopefully, the whole COVID thing is going to die down. And, you know, by the springtime, we're looking at a fairly typical offseason. I really hope that's the case. Um, so, in that vein... The typical Rotobon offseason is going to kick off, and it's, it is going to be typical, but at the same time, I'm looking to not so much change my process, because I like my process, but I am looking to find new ways of getting of disseminating that information to you all. I'm, I'm looking for, I've got a couple ideas, especially um, with the rookies, uh, I'm, I'm going to be doing some different types of podcasts this year um, to actually hit more players sort of in an individual way. Uh, there'll be information coming out on that. I'm really excited. Um, and I'm really excited to get into rookie film. Uh, for those of you who don't know, I mean, I'm big on watching rookie film, but I pretty much do, you know, I would say 90% of my rookie, rookie film work is done after the season. Now, I will be, you know, uh, doing some stuff when it when it when it's convenient uh, I will catch a college game here or there, uh, and and coach, um, my my film watching partner, uh, does, he's a DVR lunatic, so I will be spending some time at his place watching some games with him. Um, it's nice to be able to watch some games on 
the high def. It helps. Um, if I, I don't like it when all, and this is particularly true with quarterbacks because I find that watching quarterbacks on YouTube, I have trouble getting you know, you know, so much of quarterbacks is just understanding the physical capabilities, and you know, sometimes I underestimate arm strength. On, on YouTube. I don't see it as much, but when you see it in high def in the big screen, it's a lot easier to see arm strength. The best way to see arm strength is, in, you know, up close and personal. Um, and that's one of the reasons that I spend time at Coach's house <laughs> every January is because we, we go through some of these games and he's great because he's an ex-college coach and, and he can sort of sit me down and say, hey, you know, specifically about player X, this is something I really like, uh, specifically about player Y, uh, here's why I think we might not be as high on him as everybody else. And he can get, he can give me some technical stuff that at this point, after I'm working with him for a decade, I pick up most of it on my own. Um, but he still will, you know, I mean, this guy coached college quarterbacks and running backs. He coached defensive backs. He's, he's a guy with a lot of technical knowledge. Um, and you know, it's really where most of my technical knowledge comes from is, is, is doing film sessions, uh, with him. And I'm looking forward to doing that over the next month. Um, and really getting into a lot of rookie stuff, going to get back into best ball this year. I didn't play best ball last year, so I didn't do any best ball related podcasts or content. Um, I just, it, <laughs> I was so busy ducking COVID in the New York area during most of the best ball season. It just, I mean, truthfully, I wasn't that interested in it. I, my, 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 you know, you can go back and listen to the podcast. You know, I was making mixtapes and just trying to get through the day and searching for food. I just wasn't that into doing the whole rookie thing. Um, I mean, eventually I buckled down when it, when we realized that the draft was going to happen. Um, and I was really active pre-combine, but it, it wasn't my typical off season. This will be a typical off season. I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, and there's going to be some good rookie content here and we're going to bring in more outside voices, I think, than ever before. It's, it's going to be really good. Um, and the best ball is going to be a lot of fun. So uh, I'm really looking forward to that. Just personally, just drafting teams and evaluating players, getting my rookie drafts in order. I, it's, it's really my favorite time of year uh, because the grind is over. Uh, and I can, you know, when my eyes get tired, I can stop. I can do something else, pick it up the next day. During the season, man, you got to grind and hit those deadlines. Um, but anyway, um, so that stuff is coming, and I'm really looking forward to it. So hopefully uh, for all of our folks who do best ball, and if you don't do best ball, I just can't recommend it enough. You can play it on any financial level you want. There are cheap contests. There are mid-level and expensive, too. Um, I actually tend to pay the expensive ones because I, I, I'm not that worried about variance. If it happens to me, it happens to me. I, you know, If I have a bad year because of you know I was too heavy on a particular player, eh, you know, it happens. Um, but... I feel really good about my chances when I play best ball. I have a, uh, a, a I don't know how original my style is, but I, I really believe in the way I play, and it works. I mean, I have a pretty good ROI playing best ball, and I can't wait to get back this year. And I'm going to share the way I play with you guys. It's been shared before, but we'll share it again. Um, and look, I'm just really looking forward to this stuff. Um, and um, I also have some things that I'm going to be breaking out next year for seasonal um, it's, it's going to be the same basic Rotobon setup once we get to August. It's not going to be anything that's going to, you know, shock you guys. It's going to, you know, you're going to get all the things that you normally get, but, um, some conversations I've had with some really smart people over the last couple of years, plus some things that I've always felt on my own, but I've never really had the, 
I, I, it's, it's, it's sort of like I've never really wanted to have the argument <laughs> with the data heads who I, you know, I love the data heads, but, um, you know, like the reason I, I wasn't out there screaming about Josh Allen a couple of years ago, um, for those of you who remember, I mean, I wasn't ready to die on Josh Allen Hill or anything. I thought that the, I thought his shoulder was a real concern because he had all the pins in his collarbone and his shoulder. Um, that has held up nicely so far, knock on wood. Um, and I, I was concerned about his accuracy like everybody else, but the total package was so strong. I always felt that people were ignoring the upside. I was really clear about it. And, um, the, <laughs> Actually, Josh Allen, I bring up Josh Allen, it's not the greatest example, sorry for the tangent there. Um, but I've always sort of had a thing when it comes to, um, you know, how we look at touches and targets and things like that. Um, and I've always been sort of, you know, in, in my opinion, you know, like I'm not trying to pat myself on the back here, um, but I've always tried to be reality-based when it comes to these things. And I think sometimes we take outliers and use them as benchmarks and it gets people into trouble. Um, and I think when, next August, I plan on getting into that a little deeper. Um, I, had a, I had a podcast with Lord Reeves um, two years ago where he and I got into it. And that was one of the things that really started spinning me off and, and looking at things in a little bit of a different way. Um, and it's, I, I think it's going to make our content better next August. You're just going to have to wait until August to find out how. But um, as far as um, this upcoming week goes... Um, you know, nobody really busted out heavy last week who's going to be available. Um, looking at the quarterbacks, um, you know, if you're hurting a quarterback, if you're, you know, if you're a Mahomes team and he ends up sitting, you know, I think Mayfield could be a really good play this week if he's getting his receivers back. Um, Rivers has a great matchup. Trubisky's a good play. Uh, Kirk Cousins is in play. Derek Carr's in play. Um, as the week progresses, we may find out that some other guys are in play for whatever reason. So I don't think you're going to have trouble finding a quarterback this week. Um, at running back, most of the guys that you're going to want to go out and get, um, well, the big dog, Jeff Wilson, who I think is owned probably in, oh gosh, about, you know, 60% of leagues. Um, I think I saw, yeah, yeah, it is 60. Um, he's obviously the guy to go get, uh, but good chance he's not available. Um, but, you know, guys like Zach Moss, Malcolm Brown, LaMichael P. Ryan on the Jets, conceivably A.J. Dillon on the Packers, depending on the status of Jones this week. Um, and Malcolm Brown, by the way, uh, Daryl Henderson, high ankle. So now we have Akers and Henderson, high ankle. Um, Malcolm Brown will be the lead dog for the Rams in a big way, so he's a good pickup. Um, back to Dillon, it's, it's, it's about Aaron Jones. If Jones is a guy they might sit this week, then obviously I think A.J. Dillon, especially in .5 and non-PPR, could really be a monster. Um, we'll have to look into which Chiefs running back is going to be getting the juice. Could be Darrell Williams. Um, it could be Darwin Thompson. Maybe it'll be Bell. Who knows? Um, that guy could have some value. Um, uh, Samaje Pirine scored a couple times last year, so both of the Pirines have value. Uh, LaMichael should be starting for the Jets with Frank Gore out. So um, there's definitely some running back stuff out there that you can lean into. Um, certainly, if any of these guys are available and your opponent is weak at running back, you might just want to clear these running backs out uh, just to maintain that edge, um, you know, that wide edge, keeping it a wide uh, edge. Um, uh, moving over to receivers, um, at the top of the list is a guy who, um, again, I don't want to use the show as a, a, a you know, a way to pat myself on the back, but we were pretty clear on Nelson Aguilar at Rotobahn. 
Uh, and uh, if you had him playing for you in your final, he might have won you your league. So uh, you're welcome on Nelson Aguilar. And look, the reason I think... Um, I am patting myself on the back. I apologize. But the reason I'm doing it is because this is one of those players who got left for dead. People do this. They leave players who are talented for dead. Um, and, you know, the irony of it, and again, I'm not going after the analytics community here, but, you know, they'll tell you that drops don't matter. Well, if drops don't matter, why did you all leave Nelson Aguilar for dead? Um, the thing about Aguilar is, yeah, he gets the yips with his hands here and there. He had it for about a, you know, maybe a game and a half stretch this year. But he's a good route runner. He's very sudden out of his breaks. Uh, and he's, he's fair, he can be dynamic in the open field. And we saw he basically very quickly became the Raiders' number one receiver and pretty much held it all year. Will he be the number one receiver next year? I don't know. I think he's going to be a big part of what they do. Um, but he's a guy who nobody ever... I mean, he was basically on the free agent list all year long, despite performing pretty much all year long. Um, and he's there again. You can pick up Nelson Aguilar this week, uh, and he can sit there in your... Th- you know, third receiver spot or your flex, and he can help you out. Uh, Curtis Samuel is another guy who's out there in, you know, 60-odd percent of leagues. He might be able to help you out. Uh, Michael Gallup is looking strong, uh, and I'll, I'll, I'll take a hit on that one. I mean, I like Michael Gallup, obviously, um, but I sort of felt that he was the, the guy who would suffer with Dalton. As it turns out, he's doing fine with Dalton. So, you know, sometimes sometimes you think something doesn't line up, and it, it ends up lining up okay. Um, so, you know, kudos to Gallup on that one. Um, Emmanuel Sanders with Michael Thomas out, still a guy we can pick up. Sterling Shepard, we've been talking about him the last couple weeks. He's a guy you can pick up. If Richard Higgins makes it back from the COVID thing this week, he's a guy you can definitely pick up. Uh, Darnell Mooney on the Bears is trending well. He's a guy you can pick up. Kiki Kuti is still out there in a lot of leagues. So, you know, wide receiver, there are some guys who are solid, flex-level wide receiver three plays um, who are available in a lot of leagues who you can go grab. So, um you're not going to be shut out at receiver this week. Uh, later in the week, we may be looking at guys like Byron Pringle um, on KC or maybe even Hardman if he's going to play. We'll have to see how KC is shaking out with their team. You know, if they just say we're resting our starters, we'll be able to make some some good um, assessments there. Now, probably that's going to be a Mahomesless offense or largely Mahomesless. Maybe he'll come out for a couple series. Who knows? It's still an Andy Reid offense, though. There's some value there. Um, I I may grind out another receiver or two that I missed this morning with my coffee. It's very possible, which is the reason that the wire goes up a little bit later than the podcast. I like to just you know grind through it a little bit just in case I'm missing anything. Um, as far as the tight ends go. Uh, Goddard pulled a calf, so Zach Ertz is probably the best guy to pick up. But right along with him, I'd say Austin Hooper, um, Irv Smith, as long as Kyle Rudolph stays out this week. And I can't see why they would... Well, you know what? I haven't really looked at that. But um, if Irv Smith is is once again playing unopposed, meaning Rudolph is out, he's a great pickup this week. Um, he, he popped up in the end zone <laughs> after he let me down in the uh, Capitalist Pigs Leagues. Then he has the monster game. Um, whatever. Um and, you know, Chris Herndon on the Jets is starting to look like Chris Herndon again. He's a guy I think probably could have a pretty good week 17. Um, Jimmy Graham scored a couple touchdowns, um, or wait, one touchdown. I'm not sure. Um, but uh, I have to look that up. You know what? That's embarrassing. I should know that. Darn it, Pete. Um, let's get an exact handle on just what Jimmy Graham did. I know that... Um, I was paying attention to that game early, and he was, like, heavily involved, and I was surprised. Um but hey, it won't be the last time. Um, I mean, Komet played 90% of the snaps and, and, and 
Graham only played 46, uh, but Graham caught, yeah, yeah, four or five targets for 69 nice yards uh, and double touchdowns. So he's a guy who certainly is viable. You know, they're starting to use him correctly now. They put him on as a receiver only, um, and he can make plays as a receiver. Uh, Komet is definitely the younger, stronger blocker. Uh, I think they've got this thing figured out. Uh, and I really like Cole Komet long-term, by the way. I think he was underrated coming in. I think someday he could be a you know, a starter in fantasy at, at the tight end position. Um, so that's it for the guys I have locked in right now. Um, again, I may have another idea or two. Maybe I'll, maybe somebody on Twitter will say something that makes me think, or maybe I'll, you know, I, I might go around and read some other articles, see if I can find any other ideas. But um, this is what I have so far. Now, um, just a couple words on what it's like playing a championship final in week 17. Um, it's everything we've been talking about the last couple weeks. You're dealing with a tiny little market, right? There's one other person looking for players. Um, and these are the two teams that are the most stacked, right? But there's that added week 17 dynamic that doesn't exist in 14, 15, and 16 because now some teams are going to start taking guys who would normally be questionable in play and say, now we're not going to play this guy this week. Um, some teams, the Bills, certainly the Chiefs, uh, maybe some others, will say, we're not playing our starters this week. We've already made the playoffs. Remember, they've changed the way the playoffs work. There's going to be a, a different attitude on what matters in the playoffs this year. Uh, also, teams that would normally be fighting for home field, is there really much home field advantage when there aren't any real fans in the stadium? So teams are going to have a slightly different viewpoint. We'll have to wait until later in the week but this is a week, in week 17, if you're actually in a league that makes you go through this brutal process, remember, this is a daily grind. As, you know, as soon as you find out that Team X is doing you know, Y with their players, they're resting them or whatever, you have to follow all the math on that. You have to look at the dominoes, see who pops up, see who's going to be left out. If your opponent gets hammered, you can go in and buttonhook him by picking up some of these guys that would help him. I mean, it's one of those weeks. It's a zero-sum week, and you need to really approach it that way. Uh, I, I mean, I, I think of myself as a nice guy. I try to be a nice guy, but I'm not leaving a, a player on the waiver wire that my opponent can use against me if I can just pick him up. I'm sorry. Uh, it, again, this is a zero-sum game. This is not about, you know, holding hands and, and singing. This is, you know, this is a competition. Um, so I would... You know, especially if you're in a league with a decent payoff, this is a week to be aggressive, to really pay attention, to reload Roto World and Twitter on a regular basis. And when you find out that, say, Tyree Kill isn't playing, and they're also not going to play Sammy Watkins, and we we realize that Miko Hardman's going to play 80% of the snaps, and guys like Pringle are going to play, and guys like Demarcus Robinson are going to play those guys can become pickups. So you want to be on top of it when it happens. Um, uh, you know, and it, it's 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 the nature of week 17. It's the reason you shouldn't be playing your final now, but you know, me sitting and harping on that doesn't do you any good right now. So um, it, it's a week to really look at rosters, yours and your opponents, and the teams that might be playing differently this week, and getting you know sweep the corners. Look at all the different angles. Um, it it. it it's the kind of thing that can be the difference between winning and losing. Okay, enough on that. Um, so actually, been here 
25 minutes. Um, I thought this podcast would actually be shorter, but uh, uh, a couple other things. Uh, we DFS is not stopping. I, I didn't get to play the Sunday slate, um, and it just broke my heart. I and, and I, I, I'm so sorry there was no podcast. There's no way for me to upload it. Um, not to mention, I would have been unprepared to do it, and I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna bullshit um, my own people uh, just to so I can say, yeah, we, you know, we got the podcast up. See how great we are? Yeah. Well, it was a bullshit podcast. It was half baked, uh, and I'm not gonna do that. Now this week, it's not gonna be half baked, and it's gonna be up. It's gonna be fully baked, <laughs> and. Um, I'm really looking forward to DFS this week because I don't have anything to do but DFS, um, and I love that. So we'll have a nice big fat Sunday slate, uh, and then I'm really looking forward to all of the playoff slates. I love playing playoff slates. It's a lot of fun. Um, you can sort of, it's it's well, whistled when I spoke there. Um, you can sort of, you know, it, it, it's without really preparing. Like when I get to Saturday night. I can sort of see the whole board, but I've spent a lot of time looking at that damn board and doing research and figuring out where the injuries are and stuff, right? But in a playoff slate, with about an hour's prep, you can see the whole board. And that makes, to me, that makes the game a lot more fun. Um, you can really get into different scenarios. Uh, and um, I don't know if it's coincident or not, coincidence or not, but I've had a lot of success playing short slates. Um, and uh, I enjoy it when I get a chance to do it. So uh, definitely going to have the DFS podcast continue. Uh, we might even go up into the Super Bowl. Maybe we'll do a Super Bowl and we'll have to see what kind of contest DraftKings uh, is giving us. I'm not doing these things that are half real and half like Pro Bowl and crap. That's just once once you're playing Pro Bowl DFS, I think that's that that's addiction. That's you know to me that's sort of a fake game. Um, but anyway, definitely going to have a lot of DFS stuff coming up uh, throughout January uh, and conceivably for the Super Bowl as well. Um, Hack and I, um, I'm pretty sure, are going to be on this Sunday. That will probably be our last show, uh, so we'll have a little bit of fun with that. Please tune in if you can. Um, and you know, once again. Uh, for those of you who are, who are seasonal only, uh, thanks for taking this journey with us um, over, you know, August and the 17 weeks of the regular season. You can hear it in my voice, man. I am tired. <laughs> I am run down. In fact, once I get this waiver wire article up, my plan is to just shut down for a day and rest and get my mind back, um, get into the normal flow of life again, um, <laughs> and well, and help my kids with their presence and get them all running right. We didn't have internet for a couple days. You know, I got, I got my kids, uh, you know, like wireless headphones and stuff like that. Uh, and you really need the internet to set them up. So we're finally back up and running. Anyway, uh, I hope, um, for those of you who are listening, just because you're listening to the pod, I hope you had a good season. Um, I know we dropped some championships. I hope we dropped a lot. I was really excited last week that our traffic was still fairly high, um, both on the podcast and on the site. That means you guys are in it, and and that really fills my heart with joy. It's nice to know that the materials are working, that the content is helping. Um, but as I said, that doesn't it doesn't mean we're just going to roll out the same content next year. I've got some real tangible ideas on how I can make the, the August content even better. Um, and I, I have to be honest, I, I'm i always excited for the upcoming season because it's a football season. We're going to play fantasy and I love fantasy and all that. But I'm excited for next year in, in sort of a fresh kind of way. And I think it's going to be a lot of fun and I can't wait to get there. Um, but by the same token, I'm old enough to know 
You don't rush through time just to get to something. You got to enjoy the time. You got to enjoy every day. Um, anyway, a lot of bullshit on this pod, a lot of philosophy. Um, one last shout out if Jim Hackett is listening. Uh, congratulations, man. Uh, took you a long time to get that tuna title uh, and enjoy it. Um, as for me, this was a tough year. Uh, lots of injuries, losing Michael Thomas. Uh, and uh, a couple other guys lost Odell Beckham on so many teams. And Beck, you know, the thing about Beckham was he was going to crush the last month of the season. I knew, the, you know, the, the initial schedule was going to hold him down, but uh, all the crazy Mayfield stats that happened late in the season in those great matchups, uh, Beckham would have been going crazy. Tough year in that sense. Um, but again, these things happen, you know. Um, <laughs> You know, in, in, in 2020, they happened to me a lot. Um, but anyway, enough about me crying. I can do that on my own. You guys don't need to listen to it. Um, but just, just to quickly wrap up again, this podcast isn't even going to slow down. We're coming back, and we're coming back fast. There's going to be DFS podcasts throughout the playoffs. There's going to be rookie content coming up. I Hopefully the best rookie content we've ever done on the podcast. Um, best ball, lots of best ball coming up. The Whiskey Pod, whiskey Podcast is coming back. We're going to have a lot of good guests on the Whiskey Pod, the Fantasy Highland. Um, I plan on doing some music podcasts with some of my friends that we've been talking about for a long time. Pat, Fat, blah, Pat Fitzmorris is going to come back on the show. C.D. Carter is going to come on the show. Uh, we're going to talk about Pink Floyd, maybe some David Bowie. Um, Scott Pianowski of Yahoo is going to come on the show at some point. We're going to talk about Rounders. We're going to talk about some of our favorite bands. That's going to be a good time. Um, and I'm starting up a new, actually a non-sports podcast with my buddy Jason Sarney. Um, we have decided to call it Postcards from Bob Sacamano. It's going to be a, uh, a Seinfeld uh, podcast, or at least a podcast in the spirit of Seinfeld, in the spirit of nothingness. Um, so I'm sure maybe five to ten percent of you will enjoy that um so um hopefully you are going to uh, continue this journey uh it's not stopping now just because the regular season is over uh, and hopefully i'll see all you guys uh and gals throughout the off season for those of you who haven't donate donated please consider doing so um and you know what i'll see you later this week on the dfs pod i'll see some of you this afternoon on the week 17 waiver wire onward upward let's win some championships giddy up <laughs>